I legitimately I thought the spring had come, but you're saying it's just a there's high another, pressure system. Another winter, another winter storm. Remember, there's always one more. There's always one more winter storm. Oh. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Mind Your Own Small Business the podcast. That's, oh, yeah. I think the fact that you just said there's always another storm coming is a great. The fact that you just said. <laughs> <laughs> that Record! There's, that there's a story recording. No, that, see, it's, you can see it this time. I do. Um, that you just made the comment about that there's always another storm coming is a great, great lead-in lead in to the topic today. But, yeah, go. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling down your color. You're really orange right now. I'm always very orange. My beard is... I'm, I'm basically, well, your, your skin was I'm basically camera Trump is what's going on here. <laughs> Puerto orange Rico. man. Bah. Puerto Rico. Uh, so podcast China better than a coffee break cheaper than therapy. I'm gonna remember that one day. Uh, you remember it every week. Yeah, what do you mean? Oh, oh guess yeah. what, guys? Episode ten. That's what we're on right now. Hey, congratulations! Wow, we've been congratulations! Doing this ten weeks straight, a decade on on ten times. So we're halfway to being better than ninety percent of the podcasts out there. Uh, Would you say we're living on a prayer? Yeah. I I think we are a little bit. Well, every every week it's something. He's out of town. You got to get a crown. <laughs> I'm a king. Boy, that was that was poetic. Oh, he's out of town. So he's got a crown. You want to say it in a specific guy's way? Rapping. <laughs> <laughs> Next Eminem's over here. So yes, it's it has been brought to me by my fans. I have fans now. I have legit fans. I do too. They sit on my ceiling and keep me cool in the summertime. <laughs> I need to buy some fans. <laughs> yeah. um, if only you had fans. That uh, it was fans. a recommend recommendation that as business professionals, uh, which I guess is what we can call ourselves, we should talk more to the people that are wanting to learn more about businesses than uh, than what they can get on the interweb. So mm-hmm. the example that was brought to me was you should talk about what's what are the next steps in business and when do you know to when to let go of an idea when you have a, a product or something and when do you when do you know when to fold them that's the, so for me this is actually a really interesting topic because like w- the way that i conduct business on etsy it's 20 cents every 3 months when something's up and so when something stops working just because i'm still early on in building my shop I never 100% abandon something. I just remove advertising for it and let it sit on the shelf. So if someone's scrolling and it's like, oh, hey, this guy doesn't just do X, Y, Z. I can get this. I can get this. And so like it, it conflates me. So I don't know if I ever completely like abandon something. Totally shelf it. But I'll just shelf it. Oh, right. Because but I, you used the word conflates. <laughs> right? Is that a real word? Easy bush. Yeah, it is. Whoa, I'm conflate. Yeah, double down on that. I don't know about that. Uh, define. Okay, so in your when did I use conflate? You just said, and then it conflates. I don't know. Define conflate. Conflate means to combine into one. It's a third person present. Is conflates. I read a lot. Fault. You don't know how to read. That's why you're doing a podcast. <laughs> so. 
Just so I understand this, though, so we're talking about, like, oh, you know what? I guess there's different levels because yeah, you, yeah, did, yeah. you mentioned a product, right? Yeah. And you're able to shelve it because you are a just-in-time manufacturer. You have your your wood or whatever, and so... <laughs> I wish I had. I do. I have shelves of wood. Hey, he has fans, too. So... <laughs> You take these, you know, you're able to, to, to shelve those. Well, in our, in our situation, we had a product that um, it wasn't that easy for us uh-huh. to just to say, hey, look, we just dumped $30,000 on this particular product, and now because of market forces or people just don't like our design or whatever, now we're, or we didn't, we didn't market it the right way, now we are stuck with something that's sitting and taking up you know, mm-hmm. uh, a 200 cubic feet of warehouse space trying to figure out what to do with it. So I think that's one thing is we can talk about the products part. I also think we should talk about the business idea part. Like what makes a rotten business idea and when does when can you realize that the direction you're going is not the right direction to go and what it looks like to move or pivot or abandon it altogether. I would, with abandoning it altogether being probably really what we should focus on uh-huh. because I know people, you know, I, uh, I teach, I teach in a brick and mortar uh, institution about entrepreneurship. And let me tell you how many ideas come to me that are the exact same, that are awful. And that these individuals just don't have the, the acumen and they don't have the knowledge uh, to conflagate the <laughs> idea. <laughs> yeah, that was the word. So, so, but, but to pull these ideas off, and so sometimes it's like, okay, how do I respectfully say, hey, I understand this is where you want to go or you have a passion to go, but you either need to A, finish these steps first, or B, chase after a different opportunity um, because another opportunity arises. And I think a good place to put that or you know, talk about that is your um, keyboards. Mm. Yeah, keyboards, keyboards, knives, wallets. Uh, my video editing business, my, what else have I, I failed on? See, and that's interesting though, because you mentioned, okay, keyboards, understandable. We, you know, when we talk about markets and things and mm-hmm. where your expertise is, video editing is yeah. a, a strong suit of yours. And mm-hmm. so you abandon video editing and you have to ask, why did you move away from it? Did you move away from it because it wasn't being profitable, because you weren't chasing enough clients? What were you doing that caused your castle to fall. So, so that, that one was, was, was twofold. So, uh, clients are starting to dry up. And the other thing is that I, I wanted to live here. I wanted to live in Montana, Montana, Billings area. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so, um, as we talk about Kelly Canyon, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, Kelly Canyon's in Billings. It's just outside of Bozeman. Nick, Kelly next to Cindy's Canyon. Wow. <laughs> All right. So, but but with that is I I had just got married. We just found out my my wife was pregnant and she wanted a more stable 9 to 5. And so the reason why I I gave up on that is one I didn't want to move to a market where it would be more profitable. Um cuz jobs we were doing cuz we we would go to NAB, which is a big conference in Vegas, and we would talk to other people and our jobs were averaging like anywhere from five hundred to two thousand dollars, depending on the job. And we were talking to other people who were like, "We don't open the door for less than ten thousand dollars a job." And so it's just what people are willing to pay in each market. And I wasn't willing to move to somewhere like San Francisco, New York, 
LA, somewhere where they're doing the same job would pay me 10 times as much because I didn't want to move my future family there. And my wife's from this area. So I, I essentially gave up on entrepreneurship for a while and started trying to just work a more regular desk job. Um, and then once I did that, I wanted to get back into small business because I, I very much dislike, um, what's it called? Like just the way, how conflated and how many steps. All right. Now we're just showing off. Yeah. That's the second time you said how big. (laughs) I'm just teasing. No, I I got like two, three hours of sleep last night. So, but conflated means to combine two things into one. Yeah. Did you mean inflated? We inflated also would work. So, so <laughs> when, when you're really tired, one of the first things to go is your vocabulary. How about objivlated? Does that work too? I don't know. I don't even know what that word is. Oh. It could be a word, but I... Patrioteering. Huh? Um, mastication. It means to chew. I haven't even kissed a girl. Uh, <laughs> but um, with, with large businesses... You have an idea, and you, you submit an idea to your manager, and unless your manager wants to do the work to put it to his manager, then that idea goes nowhere. Because mm. uh, we were right at the time where people are starting to hire people. So you give them the last four of your social, your account number, and a couple other things, and these businesses would call in, pretend to be you, in order to get uh, their bill reduced or to get a partial refund um, a month. So they would just call in and it's funny because like you could tell anyways, it, there were just a couple of different signs. I'm like, Hey, this has been happening. Like, do you want to know about this? And they're like, no, yeah. do they have the right information? I'm like, yeah. It's like, then just treat them like any other customer. It's like, yeah, but you, I can, if you look the last six months, they've called in about X, Y, Z. But if you look at their service history, they're not experiencing the outages that they're saying, and there, there were just a, there were a bunch of like weird things, and I even looked it up. I'm like, look, these are services that exist. Like, this is is this something that the company wants to address? But he's he's middle level manager that is under a manager who's under a manager who's under a manager, and doesn't he's just worried about his department hitting the numbers that he hit by the end of the month. And so, I I felt. Trapped and hopeless, and that nothing that didn't mattered. So I left that and went back into small business. I love it, and I just went way off on a tangent about when you did stuff. That was all over. Mm-hmm. Anyways, okay. uh, we'll so yeah, rein you in my job. Yes, yeah, we'll rein you in. Don't worry. You, yeah, you need to rein. Okay, you so in. you didn't want to do video because at the time to do video and make good money with it, you had to move to Las Vegas and be yeah somewhere with a bigger market. And, and that was not something that I wanted to do. But so once I got into regular business, I wanted to get back into small business. And so I just kept on working on different angles. What I knew, what I learned from you guys, what I learned from my own stuff so I could get back into it. And it took me three, four tries to do it. And eventually it took getting laid off to get back in it. And since, since that's happened, I've, I've tried like five things until we found the thing that stuck. And... All of those things, it's funny, they're still open and available. You can search it. You can buy most of them, except for the things that got taken down because of mm. uh, claims. But everything else is still up Different there. podcast. Yeah. So 
I think one thing that you said there, if, uh-huh. if we're if we're directing this at those of you who are like, hmm, I'm thinking about being a business person, um, mentors. Um, I don't mean to yeah. toot our horns at all, but, but I had mentors. <clears throat> Actually, arguably, I didn't have as many as I wish I had. I wish I I filled my space and my circles uh, when as I was starting everything out. Um, but I was still attending college when I started what I was doing. And so, you know, you mentioned, well, you, you asked us questions, right? And we became mentors to you. And then, you know, even now where you have space here in the warehouse that you're like, well, what do I do? And, and how do I expand? And how do I grow? And how do I make good decisions? And I think surrounding yourself with those mentors or at least having yeah. a handful in your pocket of people who are willing to be part of your, your rah-rah cheer team is is vital you know and and i get this all the time where people say oh well i don't know any good successful business people okay that's a load of crock you do you do know business people you just have to look through the network and be willing to go out on a limb to people that maybe you don't think immediately of it's like why do you do entrepreneurship so i can eat out more The end. And so, uh, so yeah. So I, uh, the Whopper Wednesday is the group 2.0. Coincidentally, we have never been back to Burger King uh, since at least 2.0. Um, we have. I, I think we went once when I was. I used to. I used to track it, and I don't anymore because obviously more important things to do. But yeah, there's only seven restaurants in in billing so <laughs> oh yeah uh, <laughs> um let me look actually and see how many people are in the group um, 53 okay oh wow it's 52 53 so I, I i checked i checked this today when i was looking to see what oh. we we're eating so there's 53 people that have come that would that i think we could consider either they run their own business or they have in uh they have a part of a small business mm-hmm. or they have a side hustle and they are, they're yeah. working, they, they work in a corp more, not more corporate, but yeah. I don't established, know if, you know, I'd say, I don't know like, if anybody in that group works in a corpo lifestyle. No, Vorhees would so. be, be the closest, closest. And I mean, and he's, what, it's a, it's a small, it's a small Brian. Works at. He's McKellar kind of, yeah, he kind of, no, well, he he works for a small. I mean, yeah, and, and arguably he's his own. He is an entrepreneur because oh, he, he grows as. I mean, he's he grows as much as he can grow himself. So so yeah, I originally created the group to uh, to be able to justify eating out and being able to put that in the fifty percent off uh, meals section on my taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, which, by the way, for the last two years, this is the last year doing it. You can it's a hundred percent this year. This is the last one. I don't know if you knew that. So. Yeah, I, 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 every time, every time I can, we're working through dinner at home. Yeah. Company card. Please, company card. Absolutely. No, get those. Um, it's funny, as I'm doing my taxes right now, I, I do it through TurboTax. I do my own taxes. Um, there's like this little clip at the bottom. It's like, your adjusted gross income just lowered by this. Get more deductions. And I feel like... Run the risk of an audit. I don't know. Just, <laughs> but anyway, um, created the group. One, to, to, to go out to eat. I enjoy food. Um, but then two, uh, create the group to establish kind of a, uh, for lack of a better term, a cheerleading source to where you could throw ideas out and have it be responded to by individuals of like-mindedness. I remember me and my wife were having a, 
discussion with maybe higher voices. Uh-huh. I wouldn't classify it as an argument, but some might. He- heated discussion. <laughs> yeah, you could say that. And I brought up this idea uh, that I wanted to do as, as for part of our business. And she was like, no. And I was like, <laughs> my justification to her was, Everyone at Whopper wins. They think this is a solid idea. I'm oh. doing it. And uh, it was actually the the freeze drying, uh, the fruit apple fries. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was, and maybe still is, who knows, love you, sweetie, uh, vehemently against it. Um, and I don't know where she stands now, but it was. How, how much it, have you sold so far? Let's see. How many have you eaten? <laughs> I have to bill you later. I have not sold anything from my freeze dryer yet because oh, it is an Arctic tundra here in Boise and the farmer's market doesn't start until May. Mm. So, anyway. We're in but Boise no, now. That was oh, Boise. Why not? And, yeah. But anyway, yeah, that was the point. That was the whole point of the group was to 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 establish a camaraderie of other business owners that were going through similar uh struggles that would have uh, insight into how to hire your first employee and what to look out for and do you do W2s or do you do 1099s and and what to establish there. I come from my a background of HR. Um, mm-hmm. My wife has been professionally in HR for a long time and so I have kind of officially unofficially been that that lead to or go-to source for HR-related questions of, can I say this in an interview? And most oftentimes the answer is absolutely not. Do not ever say that. <laughs> but but um, <sighs> <laughs> you're looking at me. <laughs> but yeah, that was the whole purpose oh, of it. That was man. the whole, and yeah, I guess if you wanted to uh, butterfly, butterfly affect it, like that's the reason that, we are here doing this podcast is because of that group. Yep. Oh yeah, one one hundred percent. I I agree with that. And then I found you in that group. Version one or version two? Version, version one. one. Version one. Thomas and, was part of the OG. And then you moved out uh-huh. from working from that one company, moved to your other one, and then I pulled you out from. Yes. I remember it yes. was it was behind. It's actually Gator Jacks. It was. I, and that was the first conversation where I said, hey, I know you're looking. I have some stuff that needs to get done. Will you come and we can try? You know, it's just supplementary. It's nothing big. Exactly. And that little start began a process, which is now, you know, partnership and, and you know, the building Ownership that we're in right and, now. Yeah. And so, so, so many yeah. things. I would highly recommend that even if you, you know, create – some level of even if it starts with a bunch of guys who really don't know what they're doing, but yeah. start something. Get get a crew together, network, um, and network. Oh, you know, yeah. and there are official networking organizations you can go to business professional meetings LinkedIn, and um, yeah, and Facebook and, and find locally if there's a you know a Rotary not really Rotary Club but like you know local meetups of of marketing professionals or whatever your industry is and 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 pushing that. But there's something about finding, even if you're like, well, I, why would I need to know a lawyer? And it's like, well. Uh, you'll need one. You, oh, yeah. It, it, that lawyer has gone through a lot of things that you can sit there and just have them in your pocket. Don't be afraid to ask them out to lunch. Even though you are poor and they're not, yeah. okay, and you're buying the cheapest thing on the menu and you're asking them to go out to lunch, take them out to lunch and 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 and, and pull on those. Especially if you know there was a neighbor that you knew growing up that 
that you kept in well in touch with. I mentioned church organizations have great ways of, of pulling people together. Um, now you have a sounding board. Um, uh, now you have people that you know, and the guy that's been running his own HVAC company for 20 years, he knows how to make sure that you don't lose all your money because yeah. he's been running an HVAC company. He's mm -hmm. had to be licensed. He's had to be bonded. All those things. He's had to pay employees. He's yeah. had to make sure that there's food on the table for his... Taxes. Taxes. Wait, but my, my accountant... <laughs> I got my accountant through... Like, he used to be one of y'all's accountants. Probably Thomas. And then they told the guy that I worked for to check this guy out. And then it was the first year I was working as a 1099 employee. Oh, I yeah. went to file my taxes. You owed. And I owed like $3,000. And I was like... I, I can't pay this. And so I talked to the guy I was working with. He said, hey, go go talk to my guy. And it cost me like 600 bucks to file it, but I paid like $2,000 less. And just because they knew where to put yeah. things yep. in, the, in, the in the filing so that it worked. I, I couldn't figure there out it is. the word. There it is. Found yeah. it. Looking for the word. And, uh, <laughs> in no. the fling. The conjugation. <laughs> the conjugation. Yep. Oh, the conjugation. <laughs> uh so but yeah and i i spent a little more on filing but i i saved so much more than i would have if i did it myself and that was one that 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 relationship was started because of uh connections network that i built up that extended beyond me because no man is an island so but okay bringing it back Hang to on. the i just have to tell you you said it's three thousand the first time first time i used an, an accountant uh-huh Got a nine thousand dollar return. Same. That's the, so weird. That's exactly the amount I got. Oh my gosh! <laughs> From I'm a not... diff different firm, though. Oh, okay, different. It's like, it's like... Just, they pulled them. You get nine grand. You get nine grand, and now we got you hooked forever. Coincidentally, though, the next year things were filed wrong, and I owed six. So oh. yeah, oh. I, I left that that's firm, okay. and I went to a different firm, and then I do it myself. No man, yeah, that's that's. So we've gone, we've gone a lot down this one, but, but so we're talking about ideas for, for, for coming back. Well, I would say that group is what, once you build up that relationship, then you value the feedback that you get there. Agreed. They are the ones that are going to be able to tell you that harsh truth of, hey, I love you, man, but you got to stop selling glass on the internet. Yeah. It's just not working. Okay, but I have to say, one thing that I thought was hilarious is when I was doing my thing and it started taking off for like three months, you're like, you're making money? Like, I'm super impressed. Don't take this the wrong way. <laughs> I have I have <laughs> always wanted to be careful with that. I've never wanted to be patronizing I with know, that. And, and I understand that it's not, but it means that you don't understand how. And then my favorite was the conversation we had yesterday. What's your cost to a, a, per customer? Shut up. Tell him, okay, I want to go on the record as saying this blew my mind. I would love to hear your reaction to this. Go ahead. Monthly advertising budget for the the month of, we'll say February, where I pulled Hang in $8,000. Okay, I was going to write it down so it's a, more anonymous, but go ahead. <laughs> no, it's okay. I, I, don't, I don't care. What, what, right. what, do you, what do you think my advertising budget? Eight grand sales. It's stupid. Mm, well, the fact that everyone's saying, oh, it's crazy, then it was probably 37 cents. <laughs> okay. 20 bucks for the month. 
Okay, that's an under one percent. Twenty freaking dollars. Yep. So acquisition. It's it, but, but, it's but, stupid. Most I mean, of it is organic. Though. I don't. Most of it is organic. The the funny thing about me though is like I harbor no resentment and I harbor no guile, no even like FOMO that oh you're doing it. Why can't I do that? That has never sat with me. That's uh-huh. just something I and I've never got that from you. No, either. I've never done that. I am nothing but like praise Jesus. Thank you for doing that because I think starting a business and being successful in a year. Being successful meaning that you are able to live off of the income that's coming in from the shop is incredibly rare. Would you agree? Oh, I absolutely agree. Um, there's definitely, and, and you know, it's funny because, like, I don't, I envy the numbers. Mm-hmm. I don't envy what you're doing. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, like for me to sit there and come up with designs and run a laser cutter and all these other pieces, at this point in my life, I go... All right, like I, I have other, I have other big wild dreams that uh-huh. cost a lot more to get started than that. But that's where you know I, my brain goes as it goes. Okay, well, you're doing something that I don't really want to be pushing. Now, mm-hmm. you know, we share ownership on the on the on the laser cutter. We will probably get more into that. And I like making funny signs with a ninja that says "Silent but Deadly." Like that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but this whole you're welcome, mom. <laughs> but there's a whole idea. Of like like that you so the, the cost of acquisition is super super low. In fact, I think we should let's let's put that one. I'd love to talk about customer cost of acquisition. acquisition. Yeah, and, uh, and I'd love and, to talk and, about it too. And trying I to find don't them. understand anything. Yeah, p- clearly not. If you're spending twenty dollars, good. <clears throat> Which Christ. leads me to another thing that I would think is, is a good nugget of knowledge from the, the what we're talking about today, and that is yes, it's good to get information and get feedback from people, but ultimately. I can't, I have a hard time telling anybody that their idea is stupid. Like I really do because I lost mm. in a graduate program. Mm. I am a I am a, a a businessman who has opened multiple brands, multiple avenues, and I lost to some kid that that at a, at a business competition mm. with no previous business experience. But all the investors at the table thought it was a really good idea to run a training program for. League of Na- League of Nations is that what it's called? I or think League so. of? Uh, it, uh, it was a video game. It's yeah, an it online a... RPG. You know, League of Legends. League of Legends. Yeah. Okay. So he wanted to do an online professional training program for League of Le- Legends by taking people who were st- that were paid Twitch streamers and hiring them oh. to teach other people how to be better in League of Legends. The thing is, is that that is brilliant because you're dealing with with starry-eyed young people with too much money who are willing to throw it away and right and so in my mind I'm 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 production right I'm mm-hmm. looking at that going I have more experience than this chump yeah okay uh-huh. I know how to make things why in the world does he end up making now he did nothing with it he took the money and then the whole thing fell apart because quite frankly he couldn't use League of Legends in any of his materials because it was oh, trademarked trademarked you know, well, but I you, lost. That's interesting. You just run it as a as a non generic esports training camp. Mm-hmm. But then again, like that even says like the competition should have been broken up because it, it was completely subjective, right? Oh, like, super subjective to the judges that were there. Exactly, the judges were looking for something that was like l- low investment, quick payout, 
And with this League of Legends thing, you're looking at subscriptions, which everybody loves. Everybody wants. Versus your model, which is tried and true and proven, but does require a little more elbow up, grease. Up and, and it's less glamorous, to be totally it honest. Very it is. Is. It is. And again, so I think I think it should have been separated into those that we want to give a, a, a ward and orange slices to and those that are actually going to do it, you know. And one thing I was going to, going back to how this is something you want to do, the thing that me and my wife are most excited about is at the end of this season, we want to get back into product development because that's where we have fun is we have an idea, oh, yeah. it's we design so it, we make it, and then we put it out there. And I think going along with that, sorry uh-huh. to interrupt, entrepreneurism is like being a shark. You have to keep moving, otherwise you die. Yeah. Stagnation is a death sentence in entrepreneurialism. And and at, at some point, the, the products that are selling... my shoulder. Mm-hmm. I, you know. yeah. <laughs> That's a phrase that not a lot of people are going to understand. Also true. Um, uh, we know that we're... Pro- for every 10 products that we make, we'll have about three to five that do nothing. We'll have uh, roughly three to four that will sell one or two a month, and then we'll have one product that actually will will turn a large product. So we have to figure out those... Profit. That's fine. Yeah. What did I say? Your sleepy time. It's... Yeah, I, I need to sleep. Um, uh, so yeah, we, we have 10 products where most of them don't do anything. One will probably make money regularly. Some will make a little bit of money each month, and then most of them won't do anything. And so we have to make those 10 products to find... The nine that won't work, so we can find the one that will. Yeah. And it's, we don't. Ooh, is that hard work or luck? Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, we, we've rolled a die. Um, <laughs> you need to be careful with those hand motions. <laughs> Most people are listening anyway. They have no idea what hand motion that's I true, just made. That's true. Um, but yeah, so so that's that's the thing. It's is a dice or a shake weight? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but going back to, I'm trying to think for me, at what point would I have given up on Etsy? Like, when would I need to have abandoned the um, the idea or the concept? We'll look back at knives, wallets, and keyboards. When did you abandon those? What caused you to abandon those ideas? So, basically, it was operating cost, monthly budget, and I saw, like, the intersect and when they hit zero – and when that started getting closer and closer, that's when I would back off of one and then change what I was selling so that those two lines never intersected. Funny thing, I did that all in my head, but like I don't look at spreadsheets and whatnot. I just look at my bank budget and I look at what we're making each month and I can keep the totals and then you do the math. and What? Yeah. You do all of that projection mental math? Uh-huh. I, I, can, I can tell you my rough the fresh maker. account, bank account budgets for all yeah in my head right now. Well, yeah, that's And then fine. every time I, you spend money, you subtract that. It's his heart that has a problem, not his brain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something has a problem there. But yeah, so, so I, I, I follow that. And then as soon as it gets, when I notice a downward trend that looks bad, when I started this, I knew what I had in my bank account. I knew how much credit I had available. I took out an additional business line of credit to start it. And I knew that I had uh, six to eight months where I could make 
zero. And then if I didn't start making money in that amount of time, that I would have to, at that point, give up everything and just start looking for another desk job. And then we found the farmer's market. And then that made it from six months to about a year. And then we eventually found things where now the time where I run out of money and how much money I have is at the moment won't ever intersect, which is an amazing feeling, but we'll see how that is after April. But I think last time we had a, a yearly increase in sales of 5,286 is what Etsy was telling me. But the problem is, is that's not sustainable because the numbers are just insane off because we went you don't from, have enough, you don't have enough data. Yeah. Yeah. So next year, I think it will give us a much more realistic expectation of what our company growth is. So let me, I'll throw out an example. I have I have three products that I currently sell uh, that I can acquire from from China. One is a knee scooter for when you bust your your foot or your ankle and you need to be on one of those knee scooters it is the australian sheepskin cover for that the second is a usb uh, drive an eight gigabyte usb drive that also functions as a voice recorder but then the third thing is a a plastic covering for an extension cord cover Mm -hmm. okay the extension cord cover moves great volumes in the wintertime when people are using extension cords when maybe they shouldn't be <laughs> or in places they shouldn't be. <laughs> the, the USBs and the, and the knee scooters or the knee covers, no real like seasonality of them. The cost entry cost of, of the USBs and the knee covers is pretty low for the, the quantity that I need to get in as well as the cost for the, uh-huh. the safety seals. Would you abandon buying more of the knee scooters and the USBs to then buy more of the safety seals, is what those are called, the extension cord covers, uh-huh. or would you continue to operate those three, knowing that... So the, so the knee cover, that one's not seasonality you said no there's no real seasonality like ebbs and flows it's just pretty like i sell maybe one or two a week but you sell a lot of the safety seals but only in winter time. in the winter time i sell quite a few of them but see the thing is that i i, I think having the two different because that's what we're trying to work towards is because we have two or three really good seasonality products but we want to go to we want to have a couple of baseline products that just sell regularly that cover our essentials. So that way, when we hit our busy seasons, then we're just... If you're about to say, all I need is $3,000 a month, I will reach over this table and I will choke you out. <laughs> no, I already have that. Yikes. <laughs> but, so, I think having the, the three that work together um, is is a great model. Now, I'm trying to think, at what point would you stop selling one of those three products? At this point, you don't know if you ever would. Yeah, I it's it's like a thousand bucks to get more USBs to get almost like six months worth of USBs, a thousand bucks to get almost six months worth of knee covers, and then the 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 extension cord covers. It's a little more because of the volume that needs to cover. It's more about six grand to to cover a year's worth. 
And then what, what, what is, how long does it usually take to, to, to pay off your initial investment? Uh, with the safety seal, uh, I keep calling them what the, the safety seals or the extension cord covers. Um, I could pay it off in selling a third of the inventory. Mm-hmm. So like a month. In a, in a month. And then with, with the, the US. The other ones, they're, they're a lot, they're a little longer. They are, uh, they're like 10 weeks. 10 weeks. So two and a half months. But you are paying them off consistently every two and a half months. Mm-hmm. So th- that means that so in about two and a half months, you pay off everything. You said you got about six months. Mm-hmm. So that means that the remaining three and a half months, everything you make is profit. Yeah. Uh, I like watching this work. It's like watching a, a virtual Excel. <laughs> no, I, I'm... I Like highlight all, <laughs> command T, make it a table... That's fun. I, I know, like, with the number you gave me, I can I can give a rough estimate of what you're making off of that. Okay. What, and then, what what is your um? How much do you lose in transaction fees? Oh gosh, I do it on Amazon. So, and it's a fulfilled by merchant. Uh, I don't send them into Amazon. Mm-hmm. The safety seals I do because of the volume. Um, the safety seals fee is thirty percent. Okay, and then the knee covers and the knee covers is fifteen percent, and the USBs is eight percent. Eight percent. That's actually really. That's electronics. Electronics on Amazon is nice. So your you said the safety seals is thirty percent. Yeah, probably. Huh? They're it's they're FBA. the ones you 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 make the least amount of money on those. But I have the most volume. You have the most volume. That is interesting. See, so my thought on this, and I, I have a belief, and I what I believe is the right way to do it. Um, I'm currently questioning whether or not that is the correct belief mm-hmm. because you know, as I look at, I really like diversification. Um, I, I think that it is it is more important to have multiple streams that exist. Um, primarily, uh, you know, we have, we have two sandals right now that are one of them. We still have in stock. It's great. It's doing really well. The other one, we had a massive supply chain hiccup yeah. and we're trying to decide if we're going to pay the new price tag of what it costs to bring them in or, or what are we doing with this particular item? And it's a, it's a big derailment. I mean, yeah, we're talking like number two or number three, on volume this this particular item and and it's a it's a it's a huge problem now luckily we have other diversification you know revenue streams that we're doing on other models etc but if we had just and it was like our this is one of our first sandals we ever brought in okay uh-huh. so if we were like no we're good on this gravy train and we ride that gravy train until the tracks run out and we just fall Urch. off the edge yeah that's if so luckily we thought of something else on the flip side we diversified one of our, uh, our our sandal lines into what we thought was a safe mm. organic growth in a direction for a sandal that that we thought was going to do really really well. Excellent quality, fantastic price point. Yeah, um, good design. Um, at least I thought it was good design, and it didn't go anywhere. No. It didn't. So so now instead of it being that we just had one primary line that ran off the tracks, it's that we had a lot of lines 
But this one ended up being this $70,000 mistake. And so you're going, okay, well, shoot, that's a, you know, that, that's a, that's a big percentage of our overall, you know, of the business. It's, it's not detrimental. I mean, we're still alive, but we had to liquidate a whole bunch of that last year just to basically make up space and cash. Yeah. And if I had never done that level of diversification, uh, then it, I wouldn't be in this position. And quite frankly, I don't know how much of it was, it would, did they, I, I, I don't know what happened. And the case study, you know, is yet to be done of, was it a problem with they yeah, showed up late? It? Oh, yeah. That, right? That they, they should have showed up in March. They showed up mm-hmm. in June. New lines for sandals don't show up in June. That's true. Um, and then by the following year, they were basically out of, you know, we, we had missed was that. Was the following year COVID? No, we bought them during, so we bought them in 2020, the end of 2020, because we wanted a safe bet, so a safe diversification. So you got them before they shut down all the factories? They no. <clears throat> or do you get them after they shut down the factory? Uh, I don't remember. I know that what caused it to be late was we placed the order in November. Yeah. They were supposed to be in our hands by March, April at the latest, but because of shipping delays, that was the cusp of shipping delay stuff. Mm-hmm. We didn't see that show up till the end of June. That's right. And so that caused that issue. So then the next year, 2022, we were like, well, great, this will be the year for them. And they had kind of lost steam. We didn't yeah, get that newness off. on Amazon. We didn't get that. You know, and so next thing we know, we're sitting with all this inventory, and then the end of the year's coming, and we're going, okay, we need to put more cash in the bank. Um, and so that was the item that ended up getting the cut. And I personally think a large part of it, my personal un, like I don't have any proof really mm-hmm. other than my gut, that is we did not have the right advertising campaigns and the right advertising setup to get it in front of the right eyes. I agree. And and then the second piece of that was I think we 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 looked to the wrong market for it. We had a certain price tag that mm-hmm. we were expecting to get out of it. That price tag wasn't going to be paid and uh, we didn't have the the brand equity to get the price tag out of it nor the following. And bringing that price all the way down to uh, uh you know where someone just buys it because of price wasn't what I wanted to do because that's not what I built the sandal for. Yeah. Interesting. It wasn't a budget economy sandal. This was a solid mid-level, you know, great middle of the road sandal with some great classic designs and it just didn't. That was one of my biggest issues when I was wholesaling was that I had my, like in my brain price tags I wanted to put on stuff and especially talking to you, you're like, no, you, you can't sell it for that much because someone will think there's something wrong with it. Yeah. And so, like, that was a big mindset I had to change. I still have that problem with a lot of the woodcut stuff. And I was thinking about this the other day is that a lot of entrepreneurship is buying something, adding value to it, and then reselling it. Oh, 100%. And however you're 100%. adding that value to it can be, you're taking it from somewhere where it's less expensive, selling it in a market where it's, uh, more expensive, that's how that works, or like taking a raw material and turning it into a product or whatever that is, you got to find how you're adding that value. And if you find that either the value you're adding isn't wanted or uh, you can't find the market for it, like that's that's when you have to, I don't know. It's it's so funny. I, I remember talking to you guys a lot of the time where it's like, hey, what do you guys think about XYZ? And you're like, I have no like knowledge in this market so 
go for it. And, and that's, it's fun. It's scary, but it's fun. But, oh man, that's so, that's so hard. But diversification, I still, I, that, that's still where my train of thought is. My, mm-hmm. my, you know, you were able, the fact that you're able to create 10 designs and only one takes off and it doesn't sink you just shows how well your business model is in a just-in-time situation. I'll agree. Now, it means that if all of a sudden tomorrow you had 300 orders because some TikToker talked about your tomb and That's you had happened before. and you have 200 orders that 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 come that come in at that point that all need to be to the process. consumer and process yeah. before Easter, you'd be like I don't have that ability to do so. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, the difference between that and me is if someone came to me, and as long as it's something that we, you know, we'll, we'll store, let's say, 5,000 units down there, and they say, hey, I, I need some of these, then great. We can, you know, some TikToker goes out and just depletes our whole inventory of something. Okay, that, you know, we, we've reached that point. But the fact that you can create 10 items and only one or two will be successful because you're not building 1,000 of each of those and stocking them in a warehouse and then have to liquidate them later. It's yep. an incredible business. I mean, really, really solid business model as far as you're concerned. That's why we want to get out of craft fairs and farmer's markets. Because when you do those, you have to have all the product pre-made. And so you have to guess which products in our inventory are going to sell and which ones won't. And then at the end of the season, you have containers, containers of made material that may or may not sell. And so when it does sell in Etsy, we'll go down and pull from the tub. But... Um, it's, it's kind of, it's a lot of work that just sits there and, and I, I have, I have mixed feelings about that. Yeah. So that, and that's the reason why we, <laughs> I do too. <laughs> I got a whole bunch of stuff in the tub. Uh-huh. We're, we're, we're sitting on top of the tub is what we're sitting on. Same. I have, I mean, <laughs> I have safety seals in different colors for days. They and- just don't go anywhere. No, I don't sell like I don't sell them at a frequent, a frequent enough pace. And, and that goes back to like we were talking about launching new dice colors. Yeah, and and for me, that's just a, that's a new can of spray paint. It's an extra five bucks, or eight bucks, or whatever a can of spray paint costs spray now. Spray paint the safety seals. Spray paint <laughs> <in> green. <laughs> and so and so for me, like adding colors is not like the biggest thing is messing with the the listing. Um, and doing that, but everything else is, is it, it doesn't change the manufacturing process. Yeah. yeah. Um, a new color for us is, you know, that's a, that's a, a, a what, 15, a five to $15,000 investment on a low uh, end. Yeah. You know, $50,000 investment if it's, if, if it's a, a, an established line. And we actually had someone while we were selling who was like, hey, can I get a purple one? They bought the blue one. Like, if you can, that's fine. And I'm like, eh, why not? And so I, I just I just did that, and so we made a one-off purple dice because our margins are big enough that I can eat the can of spray paint, and then I still have that so that we can launch one later on. What if you stole the can of spray paint? Yeah, then it's an even smaller cost to add the color to my line. What if they don't let you buy it because you look like you're under 18? Oh, yeah. You, well, I, I, that's becoming less and less of a problem. I feel like the – but in that case, you know, that kind of a custom, you say, well, it's a $10 upcharge. Mm-hmm. And, he, and, and, like, and we, oh, we were funny. thinking about that's funny. That's exactly what I said. Yeah, it's it's do a custom color and just it's, it's twenty dollar twenty dollar call guys call a twenty dollar you make you make four x on that can of spray paint. Just okay. I find it hilarious because so 
you guys have a certain outlook of selling stuff. I have a certain outlook that is closer to yours, and then my wife has one. And Microsoft has Outlook as well. Yeah, they do. Uh, and so talking to you guys, I'm like, you're like, you should charge more. I'm like, oh, okay. And I'll begrudgingly like up my price just a little bit. And then my wife's like, we can't do that. And I'm like, the guys that Wapa Wednesday See? are like, we need to up it $50, and I'm only upping it 20 She's like, yeah, but I feel like we're stealing from the, from the customer. And I'm like, how? Like, We've Whoa. we've made a contract, like this is how much the item costs. If you want it, pay us this much, and and if they agree to that contract, you're not stealing from them. Yeah, to both that, people are happy with their goods and services. I want to. I want to. I want to. I want to make this statement, okay? Mm-hmm. Because I know. I know. As I can see this little ticker, we're getting close to the end of time. Yes, yeah, about seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> the rapture's coming. The rapture. <laughs> So, with what you just said, I would like to say that our next episode, to leave it as like a little bit of a, a cliffhanger, mm-hmm. would be based off of what you said. Is it unethical to sell something that you buy for $2 at a 10x or greater amount? Tune in next time. If it actually is the next time, because I never know exactly what order these are. It doesn't matter. Well, and, and then there's also the fact that if Voorhees comes back, we also have an episode. In the... Tell Voorhees he can wait. <laughs> this one's more so, important. Also, I guess you could you could place yeah I, you could place I, this one. I, I am I am changing. So the ninth episode that we shot is going to be the eighth one released, and then eight is going to move up to nine. But anyway, that would be my Point. my thing is based off of what your wife's. Uh, what your wife said about upcharging and what we have said about it, placing that as the next topic of where do you draw the line as too much? Where do you draw the ethical line? Yeah. Because as far as, you know, I, I, I won't, I'm just going to say this part of it, but it's not, it doesn't have to do that necessarily, but where you were do talking you about. spoiler alert? No. Okay. It's like so. I do I do MC work, right? I I run microphones for events and different things. That's a DJ, and uh, I there's another gentleman that I met that charges about four times what I would charge. Um, and one some, one folks could say one folks uh, one folks could say surprise 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 that you could oh, charge. You know, they're like, well, you're not charging enough. It's like, well, I'm, and, I, and I don't have, at what I'm charging, I don't have enough gigs at what I'm charging, mm-hmm. right? He got to the point where he was giving up so many of his nights that he said, I have to charge more because I can't be doing this and running my body and doing this thing at this price tag. So same thing where you're at. If you all of a sudden got to the point where you were getting four, five, six dices a day and you're like, I can't continue to do this and get this many dice every single day and continue to function, one way to turn that lever is by raising your price and saying, I now have two, three years of experience in this. Therefore, I am worth more uh-huh. at my current state. And that's that's okay, you know? Mm-hmm. We have sandals that people, you know, that, that, that are in certain price brackets and they're higher price brackets. And people say, well, why are you charging so much more for this one versus that one? This says, well, this one has a lot more design. It's got more features. Like, like we're charging more because we understand and the customer understands what it is that they're buying. 
um, unless one customer on like the top rated item we ever had ever Gives is like, stars. this feels like I'm walking on cardboard. I hate it. And I'm like, you mean the sandal that has fixed, that has fixed people's foot pain? Yeah, that was interesting. Um, for the last, you know, five years, three years that we've been, that we released this thing. Like it's, I'm sorry it's not working for you, but you don't have to sit there and yell at me that it's like, that's also another thing. I'm positive. That's a competitor's. A competitor got on, bought it and wanted to take it. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Oh, you want to tip that? That was, that was an internal eBay. That was not, yeah, that wasn't like a, a my, my favorite, my, my wife is starting to change the way she approaches customer interactions, which is, which is fun because like I've I've always had this more like make it professional, don't make exceptions, like to an extent, mm-hmm. like make sure the customer's happy. But if make if the customer have an AI do it, yeah, have an AI do it. Well, you tell the AI what to say. <laughs> uh, but um, there there's a, there's an extent where you don't know if the person approaching you is approaching you in bad faith or not. So you have to approach it in a neutral sense and try to weed out a, a bad faith actor versus one that's not. Which is a very corporate, in your previous job, kind of way of looking at it, for sure. Yeah, and, and she's not used to that. And it's, and as we've done this for a year, like we got one where someone bought a, a large one and a small one of, of our, our main item, our Easter item. And then they got both of them. They're like, the large one's fantastic, but the small one has XYZ wrong with it. And and it was it was great because... I, I, we didn't have to discuss with my wife was like, okay, I want to do X, Y, Z. I'm like, that's exactly what I would do. And we've got to the point now where, where we kind of know what we're going to do. And we're, we used to be like, okay, yeah, we'll print you off a shipping label. We'll do this. We'll do that. We'll do that. And every time it was kind of like button heads with my wife is like, no, like, this is what it says. This is what we do. If they want to do that, they should have read more before they got into it. And she's getting to the point now where because her time's more valuable, she's willing to not as willing to bend over backwards for customers, especially ones that already leave you the bad review. Like if they already left you the bad review, like they can amend it, but we found that that rarely ever happens. Yeah, the they don't. And so no, if, they if they've already left the review and they're like X, Y, Z, it's like, okay, like what are you going to do for us? Like you, you can't, you can't un, well, you're probably not going to undo what you did. And so you still have to be like professional. Yeah, cordial. I have a whole tinfoil hat about that. That I'd love to get into because I'm de- not in the, obviously in the, now in the last one minute. I have to pee, but I don't want to. Yeah. So final conclusions: <laughs> abandon lines or or get a support staff. Get a support staff around you of like, not even like minded. I would say get a support staff of people that are in a similar uh, business. Not even. Not even that. Get a support staff of other business professionals around you. Mm-hmm. People with different pr- perspectives. Yeah, and uh, lean on them. That's, uh-huh. that's what I would so, say. So that. the main thing of when to do it is network, build a, a group that you trust, and, and take their advice. Cause or take their information and... And run with it how you will. Give them correct principles and let them govern themselves. Is Man, that's that's amazing that you came up with that on the spot. It's unbelievable. I would say my final word on that is uh, look at numbers, hedge your bets, and don't be – and I, I'm saying this as a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't be afraid 
to cut loose lines when uh, you're seeing that something else is doing well. If if you have seven ships that are fishing out in the ocean and two of those ships are just not pulling anything up, but the the other five are doing really well, you would be smart to move that ship over into into more you know to, into different waters. Now it could be that by the time, but what if by the time I move my ship, they're not biting anymore? Look, either whatever you want to think about it. If you're trying to allocate your funds, if you are not getting bites on something, be okay with cutting it. it doesn't matter if you are. Oh, but I love this design. Great, I have a design I love. It's this. It's the sandal that I wear at home. All the time. I saved enough for me to last for a couple of years. <laughs> no one bought them. And we had quality control issues with it, and we don't carry it anymore. And that's sad to me. But say la vie, right? Mm. I, I had to let go of it because the customers didn't like it. So cut loose. Look at the numbers. Cut loose and, uh, and, and diversify sufficiently so that if – one of your fishing boats goes under. That's not your only fishing boat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's I don't good. Even fish. And mine would kind of be. It reminds me when my dad was teaching me to drive. He said, "Don't look at the road right in front of your hood. Look at the road a block down the street, so you can see what's ahead of you. If you are just worried about what's right in front of you, if you're not a pay, paying attention to trends in your business, um, and there's a trend that you can see coming a mile away, but you're too busy looking." at the current sales that you end up running into a brick wall because it's a 90 degree turn. Like you need to have that perspective and don't, I don't know, like, like don't get caught up so much in the now that you, you, you work yourself into a corner later on. And that one's, that one's hard because you're dealing with so many prediction models. Like you don't know if what you're guessing, right. Going back to what you're saying about moving the fishing boats, Maybe the fish that were at the five are going to be so overfished that they leave and go to where the two are. That by the time they get there, there's no other fish. Or maybe your your bait is for tuna when there's mackerel. Yeah, and so yeah. you you gotta. So it brings back to we were saying about what the process is. Just gather as much information. Data is king. Data is king. Pay attention well, to it. Data is so, lieutenant, but and, <laughs> and burger is the king. Yes. Whopper I, Wednesday. Whopper Wednesday. Full circle. I will. I will. You're talking about the car analogy. Mm-hmm. I love what you just said there. Yeah, I will. Should have led with that now. at the beginning. <laughs> that is yours. I will add though. The other thing you never, you don't want to look at while you're driving, is in the rearview mirror. Ooh. Oh. You double check, but if you spend your whole time looking at the rearview mirror, you'll still hit that 90 degree turn. So if you're looking directly in front of you, or as far back as you want behind you, the the challenges come further ahead mm. but a lot of times i feel like rear view mirrors are there so that you can check and see what you just passed but you have to keep looking forward mm-hmm. and that's wise it's it's tough especially in a changing environment so you can't just always embrace what was because there's some other stuff that's coming unless you want to stop the car and get out and if you're stopping the car and get out like what you said that stagnation and stagnation in entrepreneurship is it's a death sentence Mm -hmm. so it's very dangerous anyway yeah so that's it for this episode thanks folks uh check us out videos on rumble and youtube audios essentially everywhere podcasts are available for audio podcasts episodes come out wednesday like follow comment subscribe leave some comments 
We're having yeah. fun with that. So, because this this whole topic came from a comment that was left with Anthony. Okay. So, if you want us to talk about what you want, leave a comment. Yeah. Or just tell us your favorite ice cream, because yeah. I'm a big fan of ice cream. I so. love ice cream, too. I know. Yeah, I, I could do that right now. Oh, really? That's yeah, but yes. only the uncomfortable for others kind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, thank right. you so much for watching. Take care. Hey, Thomas, I would say you were a teacher. I didn't want to say it. I didn't hard on you.